Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey there. Hello. How are we doing? Happy Friday. Thank you. Yes, I am great. I am so awesome and excited. Like, I have, like, butterflies in my stomach. You're so excited. I love this. All right. All right. Catch me up. Um, Give me um, the amount of detail that you want to give. And just catch me up. That's how we'll start the call, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So, um, basically, I have been finding myself for, like, the last six weeks in this weird state where I'm just, like, moving but not really totally enjoying it. And then I get this – I'll get a high for a little bit, and then I go back down, and then I kind of jump back up. Um, You know, obviously – week ago that sorry I'm just watching. I think that really really helped me um just kind of take a step back and really recognize you know what I'm doing and all of our sessions really helped me at the time and I recognized it but it wasn't until we finished did I really really see how much I needed the extra time and so I'm just so grateful for the opportunity so I think that's number one why I'm um, but number two is I think <laughs> I think crazily enough I've somehow um, broken through this very weird um, cycle that I was encountering and um, it's just been kind of 
just I feel so free again. So, you know, whatever all these things going on have been somehow um, pleasantly lifted. And so it's it's been just a, a good, like, I don't know, 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you said you feel so free, the first thing that I thought was um, you were maybe able to let go more than you ever have in the past. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I, um, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm a very insightful person. I mean, I have spent years and years um, recognizing areas that I need to improve on and understanding myself. And, you know, so I very easily can tell when I'm down or I'm very, or I'm up, you know, and I can tell when something is short term and I can tell when, you know, it's, I've broken through. And um, I I think that there's some of that letting go for sure. Some of the um, connecting the dots of other things. And it's been a couple days worth of process. So like, for example, um, one of the things I believe has occurred in some of my um, down valley is not only some of the things personally for me going on at home um, between, you know, the house and, you know, the divorce and, you know, just Gianna being a three-year-old and, you know, the, the stress there. But what's also been occurring is um, in my business, a lot of inactivity. And what I mean by that is, you know, we have our business where, um you know, you're reaching out, you're talking to people, and you get the no's, right? So some can be really simple, like just no, and others can be like piercing. And there was, there has been this constant um, and very continuous um, no's and very hurtful ones over these last few weeks that I haven't really been able to shake. And um, I think because there have been so many no's, um, I've been losing momentum. In addition, um, this time of my, you know, business where I'm reaching for this leadership position, it requires some effort of shifting mindset, you know, because it is such a short period of time to get everything you need to get done. But um, all of that being said, what I think has happened is because of the mind shift, because of the nose, because of the direction I'm heading, because of everything else that I'm going on at home, it's all kind of caused this big, like, cloud, in my opinion, to be placed over me, and it's I've allowed it to affect me. And so, um, yes, uh, yesterday, last week, I was with my counselor um, for the first time in probably about a month, and I don't recall exactly how the conversation started, but basically what we were describing was my challenges that I'm facing here at work and why it's been so hard at Capital One for me to adjust and what it is that I'm having such um, a difficult time with. And I think I was able to pinpoint the fact that, you know, I have these moral values that, you know, are just very, very different than what the corporate world brings, especially when you've got such a large company like this. Mm -hmm. And it becomes down to political 
is really what it comes down to. Everything is political. And so um, in that conversation, what I identified was the one thing I think I've been so in love with my business about, the reason I've attached myself to it is not only because of these other amazing things that I can bring, you know, and gain from it, but the fact that I can have a, such an amazing, strong passion about something and nobody's telling me I can't. Like, that is the one thing I think that has been the, the, the reason I, why I have fallen in love so much. Like, you know, some people don't understand and they're working on their, their why are they, you know, doing this, their whys. And, and I have all that. But, you know, when I say some people, like, for example, Chris, when he doesn't understand why I love this so much, you know, like, what is it? And it's that, that sense of freeness where I'm not being held down or restricted in what I can say and do. And for the first time ever in my life, like, my boldness and craziness can be, can take me somewhere. And it was kind of this really monumental moment for me because I'm like, okay. So now because I recognize that, I now know the type of women that I need to look for as I am trying to build my team because the reason why these other women keep telling me no is they don't have that, that you know, we've talked about before that innate um, quality that, that, of that drive, you know, and it's not like everybody displays it. You know, but if, if you can recognize it in somebody, those are the women that I'm going to be able to help in, in gaining this. Because as they gain in their goals and in their dreams, then I gain. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it just happens naturally. That's the way it's designed. And these women that, like, I just want and have been, you know, wanting to get on my team, they're saying no to me and I'm getting frustrated. And the reality is, they should be saying no because they want to meet my standards anyway. And I say that with all kindness in the world. It's just right. I would be more frustrated with them than I would be happy with them. So God's doing me a favor. And, and then I'm like, oh, that's right. Yes, he does do that. He moves people out of the way, even though it hurts, even though I don't understand. And so it's been this kind of revolutionary few days or possibly even two weeks of this, like, continuous um, aha moments that have really taken me to a different level. And then once you and I, you know, spoke the other day, you know, even just through our text messaging, you really help engage me in recognizing those um, fears, but also like the self-doubt. I mean, and that's when I really realized like I need I need you and what you give to me. Like, and I really recognize even more so the benefit uh, for me and what I, I need out of this. And, um, and it's just exciting. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to start again. I'm excited to be like having these revolutionary moments because I know that it's my time. Like God has made this happen in a, in such a crazy way. He's not going to let me fall. Like he's got me and I'm just so excited that um, it's happening. I don't know how. I don't know how, and that's where the faith comes in. But it feels good to be in this moment right now because you would have not gotten this from me, like, 
well, you heard me last week. I was angry. You know, I was mad. Yeah. So I feel like in a very, I'm in a, feel like I'm in a different place at the moment. Oh, darling, I can hear that you're in a totally different place. Like, it's undeniable. Absolutely undeniable. And, and, you know, it happens to everybody. And it's something, you know, um, you, I'm just so proud of you for so quickly coming out on the other end. And it may seem to you like, oh, my gosh, like it was like six weeks. And that can feel like forever. But when you look back on your life, it'll be a blitz. And yeah. um, it, it's just amazing to me. You absolutely are just radiating this, this upgraded energy. That's what I'll call it. Like, mm-hmm. I can tell that you have gotten over a hump. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, I can hear it's like, uh, like a renewed vigor as a result of having overcome and and gotten over a hard time. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's really good. Well, and you know what's funny is that I think um, something occurred in me yesterday when you sent me that image of that success line. And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, I've known that this isn't easy. But I will tell you that in my nine months, I haven't experienced this hardness. So. Not to say that I thought I was, um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not um, invincible to it. I'm not saying that. I just hadn't gone through it, you know. So I just kept moving. But I had never felt this, this. And what that did for me when you shared that and when you told me it was normal was it made me realize that, even though it's totally uncomfortable, this is the right path. And then with God just reassuring me over and over again over these last 48 hours has been, like, remarkable. So I think that's been the other part that has helped me recognize that, again, even though I'm totally uncomfortable, you know, I'm, I'm totally wavering, it's, it's very just, like, in this uncertainness and I'm just moving and not really doing a lot. I'm acting, but not really acting like my heart wasn't there. Um, is it, it had helped me really recognize that, that, like you said, it's, it's normal. This is exactly where I need to be. I'm loving this. Like I said, I can, I mean, I can hear the difference, and I, I mean, obviously I could sense it over text as well, just going back and forth this past week with you, and um, it's so great, and what's awesome is when, and it's not if, it's when you hit the next upgrade, and when you hit the next level of discomfort, you'll be able to look back and say, I've been there I know what this is. I'm just going to ride the wave and know that I'm coming out higher at the other end of this. And mm-hmm. and that's all that we can do for ourselves. And I'm the same. I mean, everybody's the same way. But I think for people like you and I especially, because we are so driven and because, you know, 
nobody likes rejection. Nobody likes hearing no's. But um, I do believe that certain personality types are more affected by it than others. And I feel like we can sometimes be more affected up by it than other personality types. And um, we can turn it internally and say, like, this is a reflection of me somehow. I'm, I'm a failure. Not that they said no, but we can sometimes go a little crazy down the rabbit hole and we can turn it into a reflection of ourselves and that's not what it is. And so it's always super valuable when you can have someone that is that sounding board of reason that can say like, no, 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 this isn't you. No's are a normal part of the process and yeah, they sting sometimes and sometimes they sting way worse than others and it's just a Sometimes it's a little bit of a test to make sure that we're truly dedicated to this, but, you know, there is a rainbow at the end of this, you know, storm, and there's going to be so many, so much abundance if we just um, stay the course and continue forward. So, I mean, like, you are, like, I'm not even trying to give you a pet talk because you don't even seem sound like you need it. I'm just totally agreeing with you that, um I, a, I can tell that you have come out on the other side, and I can hear that you're roaring and ready to go, and, um, and, and yet, and that being said, I am here for you, and um, what I love, something else that you said, something that you said that I really loved was how uh, attuned you are to when something's off. Like, you know when something is slightly off. And you know when you're not feeling great. And so especially while we're working together, you know, um, and I can't always reply immediately, of course, but definitely um, something that I want you to start doing is to bring, shine a light on it. It's like shining a light on the monster under the bed. Shine a light on it by sending me a text and physically acknowledging that you are having a negative or limiting belief because two things are either going to happen. One, you're going to immediately erase the text and be like, well, that's ridiculous. I'm over it. I don't even need to text her. And that's like the immediate effects of shining the light on it. And then the second thing that could happen is you'll send it to me and I will help you um, in acknowledging that, you know, and help you in dissolving it and help you in seeing how it's a fallacy, how it's not true, how it's just a simple limiting belief that we've got built there, and we can and we can squash it pretty quickly. But the first thing I, you know, that we discussed already, but I that I really want you to just consistently start to do is shine the light on that monster. When you feel that moment where something is off, it's because there is something out of alignment with how you want your life to be or how you view yourself and what is going on at the moment. In other words, there's something out of alignment, something out of whack, and you're feeling uncomfortable as a result of it. And so we just want to, we just want to squash that as quick as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is really great. I'm really happy to hear all this stuff. Um, do you want to talk to me about, like, talk to me about 
since we talked last, since we've been interacting, like, what, do you have something in mind about a certain specific um, area or struggle or, like, limiting belief, something that's been especially challenging for you to sort of talk your way out of? Um, you know, you hit it on the head, I think, when you said the other day um, about self-love. I've been, um, naturally, I'm hard on myself. I'm hard on everybody. Um, and it's something that I've noticed when I'm down, I'm, I just kick myself more. So, and it'll be something silly, like I'm getting ready in the morning and, um, you know, I don't know, something spills or it knocks over and I'll make a silly comment. I'll be like, of course, why would you, you know, of course you would fall over. So I don't have time for this, you know, or um, I will have forgotten something and I'll make that same, you know, smart remark. And, you know, what I don't necessarily even realize I'm doing is, you know, reaffirming the fact that what I, you know, that negative behavior is I'm allowing it to continue. And so I think that's definitely one area I want to work on, um, as well as the um, the negative uh, feedback from others. You know, I think that there's been a, a few things in my life, um, not only just my marriage, but um, other relationships like I have with my dad, for example, that are very taxing. And um, they... They, their, their actions, their words question my um, belief in myself, mm-hmm. and um, I feel alone. You know, so like for example, um, you know, Chris isn't around. I want to put up the house. You know, and it so happens to be at the same time I share this news with my dad, which we have always had a very um, hard relationship. We haven't spent a lot of time, you and I, talking about that. But, um, you know, I got home last year after being laid, laid off and things got dramatically better. Um, and I think some of it was just because I was home and so I could be available kind of whenever. Mm-hmm. And things have gotten, you know, just okay every now and then. But he recognized things at home were not very good. So he's been going above and beyond to try and help me, which has been amazing. And, you know, I repay him with different things, whether it's money or it's, you know, dinner or whatever it may be. And um, anyway, so he, I made a comment that it was hot in the kitchen. Um, and he went out and bought this, like, tent. And it turned out it was almost looked like a party tent, you know, like something you would put up in the backyard when you were having people over and he drilled it into my deck, and and it looked hideous, but it did the job, you know, and I know he meant well by it. And so anyway, I asked him to take it down because I'm going to be putting the house up and they're taking pictures, and he got so mad at me, and he has not talked to me since this decision I made. So what has it been, about two weeks now? And um, now tomorrow is Gianna's birthday, and he's not coming, and you know, it's it's just everything he says with it. He's like, you know, this. I'm sick to my stomach. You shouldn't be selling the house. You know, you should be getting um, child support and this, that, and the other. And it's like his opinion is so, 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 so strong that he 
throws these words at me and they hurt. You know, they hurt because he's not there for me is what it comes down to. I'm sitting there now. I don't have a husband to help me prep the house in any way, shape, or form that I need to. I'm by myself. I don't have my dad now to call. You know, my brother's busy with his own family. So it's just I feel alone. And then, and so it's not necessarily the words that they use. It's, it's what they say and then their action of leaving that leaves me alone, that then I'm alone. And then it starts coming where I'm like talking bad to myself because I don't have that love, the strength to hop back up right away. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It's so hard because like it's ingrained with us, like from the you know from the moment we're born to want to please our parents and our elders or the people that we're supposed to be respectful to, like teachers. Like we're ingrained from like, you know, the age of one and two. Um, you know, you don't don't talk you don't talk back to mommy that way. You don't you don't you don't raise your voice to your father. You don't question what they say. You don't go against their will. And that's how we're raised. And it can be a huge challenge, like a constant challenge to not fall into this, um, I am the child, this is my parent's um, role, as opposed to we are both adults. Right in this scenario. And um, I know it would be very hard for me too. Um, If like, if my dad were still alive, that would be very hard for me with my dad much more than with my mom. And I don't know why that is with my mom. I can be very firm and I can stand my ground, but I know that I would not have been able to be that way with my dad. So I don't know what it is about that relationship, but I totally understand what you're saying there. Let me also say that you want to you want his approval, and he and they have conditioned you, just like every parent has, that when you do what I say to do, or when you follow my instructions, or when you know, when you go with, along with what I say, that is how you get my love from me. Like, you know, so you, you know, you're taking piano lessons and you show up and you don't have to, you know, your homework done. And the piano teacher looks at you and is mad at, you know, and, and makes you feel bad for it, right? They, they, mm-hmm. they show you this emotion of disapproval. And so you walk away knowing, like, if I want her to be happy, I need to come back having practiced my piano like I was supposed to. So we attach emotions and we attach their feelings to our actions. Mm-hmm. So, but in the real world, like, if again, if we're going to use this shine the light on the monster analogy, you and I, if we are being completely emotionally, 
stable adults about something, our emotions are our own responsibility, not at not somebody else's. So what I would say to you is, you know, um, the more we're able to detach our behavior from other emotions and remember, like, hey, they're an adult. They can choose to not let what I do affect how they act or they can act, I mean, I'm just going to say the word childish, but not in a menacing way, but if they're choosing to act at a lower level of emotional intelligence and attach all of this meaning to my behavior, um, that's not something I can truly control. The only person you're in control of is yourself, and your dad is in control of himself. Uh The second part of this, Stephanie, is if you can take a moment to step aside and take a few deep breaths and say to yourself, everything that my mom, that my dad, that my loved ones, anything that they say to me is out of love and concern, and they truly believe They believe that what they're saying is what's best for me. But Mm -hmm. I'm the only one that knows what's best for me more than anybody else. But that's that's your parents' job. Like they they spent their whole, you know, they spent 18 years, 18 plus years raising you, telling you what's best. And it's very hard to let go of that. It's very hard to let go and say, okay, she knows what's best, especially if they see you struggle. No parent wants to see their child struggle. Mm -hmm. So if you can come to that place where you truly say, like, I get it. My dad's not trying to be difficult. He is expressing his love in the only way he knows how. And that is telling me how he thinks I should live my life <laughs> and telling me or or showing me or demonstrating how he thinks that I should be solving the problems in my life. If you're able to just step back and see that, it'll take a lot of the emotion out of it, a lot of the hurt out of it on your end. There's actually um, some homework I could give you to that end that I think could be really powerful. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's like the Ho'oponopono method. It's this, um, and that's a Hawaiian word. Basically what it does is you kind of identify a situation that's going on. Or it could be past events. This could be very powerful forgiving, for forgiving and moving on. Past, past events that you're still holding on to. What you do is you assess the situation. You know, my dad has cut me off and hasn't talked to me in two weeks, and it's really hurt my feelings because it's a time of my life where I need his support the most. And then you take a deep breath and you say to yourself, you know, so here's the, the, 
there's four things that you do, and I don't want to get it wrong, so I'm just going to pull it up here. One of them is you say, I forgive you. I forgive my dad. And then you say, well, I forgive my dad because I know that he just has my best interest in mind. I know he's doing this out of love. He's not trying to hurt me or bring me further down. All he wants, at the end of the day, all he wants is for me to be successful and happy. Um, Then you say, um, uh, you say, I love you, I forgive you, please forgive me, and then um, I'm, I'm sorry and please forgive me. So those are the four things. I love you, um, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I forgive you. And you just kind of, you say, and I'm sorry because I know there are times when I am challenging to work with. I know that I hold things very close to me. I I have a control thing. I don't like to let people in. Sometimes I close people out and and you don't always know what's going on. And I know that if I were more communicative about it, you would know more uh, better how to how to help me in this situation. So it's just like it's one of those things where you just forgive the situation, you forgive the person. You acknowledge that you have a role in it, and then it's a way to release it and move forward without all of that energy drain that's associated with it. Mm-hmm. I found that very, I actually did it, I, I mean, I you, you can do it forever because things always come up. You can do it anytime you think of something that's a painful memory. Any person that you have painful or stressful or um, anger or resentment towards, the more that you can clear that negativity from your past and from your memory, the more you're going to be able to to remain present and focus on all that is coming in the future as well. And then once you're on this stable playing ground, once you're on this more stable level where you don't have this emotional attachment to his behavior, that is when it'll be much easier for you to have a conversation with him. And again, I know it's delicate when as you're talking about a parent, especially a father to a daughter, I know there's complications with what you feel you can or can't talk about, and that differs from person to person. Um, But I will tell you, like, if if I'm just talking to an adult, my recommendation is that you do talk it through with this other adult and come to a resolution where you guys both walk away in a good place. Um, So if I'm taking out the relationship and the complications that I know can exist in that relationship dynamic, I'm just saying... As adults, we should be able to express ourselves, clarify the situation, um, apologize, and forgive, and move forward. So Mm -hmm. is that something that you want to, is that something you might be interested in exploring this weekend? Yeah, definitely. I think that would be good. Because you can do it exclusively for this one particular situation with your father. Um, 
you can also take another 15 to 30 minutes and 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 you're not trying you're not trying to dig up things what you're doing is saying why do i why do i question whether or not i can be successful what failures have i had in my life or what has have people told me that have made me have this limiting belief and then you just see if anything comes up and if nothing comes up, I'm just telling you, there are things there, for sure. But I'm not saying that you need to just sit impatiently grilling yourself at that moment. But I would give it 15 to 20 minutes to see, like, if anything surfaces that you can think of that could have contributed in any way, shape, or form to your feelings about your ability to be successful, your feelings about um, just any sort of lack of limitation. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you, you work on that process, and I'll email it to you. I will, let me make a note. Email. Ho'pono. <laughs> I'm, I'm abbreviating it because it's really Ho'pono'pono. That's how it says and like I said, it's a lifelong process. It's something you can do over and over again. And what you'll find is different things come up. Or something comes up and it's not nearly as powerful as it was before because you already did some forgiveness work on it. And eventually, mm-hmm. you'll start just totally letting go of those experiences and those past stories because they don't serve you anymore. There's no value in hanging on to those memories as part of your identity. You, the only value that, you know, that matters is the identity you want. Successful, resilient Mary Kay director who's determined, has a rock star team of high performers, and loving mother um, has her crap together, you know, and is moving, always moving forward, you know. So that's the identity that you're embracing. You don't, there's no value in hanging on to any of those old limiting beliefs that came from childhood stories or even stories from your teenage years or stories even as an adult, you know, we all have or I at least have some, you know, absolutely I have stories of um, being an adult or, you know, um, in the workforce that are kind of like, you know, kind of make you squirm, like, ugh, I hate that memory. I hate that. I hate that that happened, you know. And so the sooner that we can, like, just totally forgive and let those go, we open ourselves up to higher, better, more abundant experiences. So you'll do the method, at least at the very least, on the situation with your father, and then how do you how are you planning to move forward? Are you gonna try and call him tonight and see if he will come to the party or come celebrate with you? No. No, I'm not. Um okay. is I'm, that because he, go ahead. He needs his space. Um he is not um a rational adult. So he's okay. gonna go pout and he'll take a while. Um okay. And I'll just, you know, let him do his thing. So, let me ask you. Um, 
and um, totally a million percent honest. Like, I have no attachment whatsoever. I'm just throwing things out there and seeing what sticks. Um, is there any value, is there any potential value in you saying, in you sending him a text that says, does he text? Yeah. Okay. In sending him a text that says, I really didn't mean to offend you, and even though I know you're not planning to come over, we would love to have you if you change your mind. Mm-hmm. And does that bother you to say I'm sorry when you know that you have a rational reason for what you want to do? No, it that's doesn't not, bother. Yeah, it doesn't that's part of the text. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't bother me to to say that because I think that um, you know I have over the years because this is this is normal behavior for him gone through this before and uh, many, many times. And so this is not uncommon. And for me, the best, um, you know, one of two things causes it. And what I find is either, um, you know, so he's a general contractor. Okay. And so he'll, he'll do like construction jobs or whatever, and it'll take forever to get paid. So it, it happens when he's low on money. Um, it you know, and things are not good financially for him, and he's struggling. Um, so it happens then, and it happens when um, special events come up. So this is not uncommon for him around a birthday or a holiday to just disappear. There's something yeah. that he struggles with in his own personal self that you know has never ever liked the holidays or special events, and always throws a fit of some sort. Um, so what I what I think. <laughs> I might do is just let him have his space um, and afterwards reach out to him and, you know, just, you know, apologize for it or whatever. And I have no problem doing that because, like I said, it's been many years of this and I've come to the realization that he can only give so much. And part of the reason why he's even back in our lives again is because I've chosen to accept that. He will never be able to be the dad that I would love him to be. And um, But there is some capability he does have, and if I can accept that, then there are components that I can have. And I would rather have some than not at all. Mm-hmm. You said some really good things there, and one of the most important things that I really want to highlight is your ability to say, that's just dad. Mm-hmm. And um, that's who he is. It's not a reflection of me. It's a reflection of the circumstances affecting him, the way he was raised, and the things that happened in his life that shape how he reacts to things. That's just dad. That's just how he is. And when you can do that, a lot of times you're able to sit in the same room with them and tolerate things that used to possibly drive you nuts. 
And I'm talking from personal experience here. Um, My mom is the same way. And it took me, I mean, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I still struggle with it. Like the woman is not invited out here that often. (laughs) I can handle my mom in small doses. But it is absolutely my biggest struggle in life to coexist with her in a home. So when she comes and visits after two or three days, I am spent usually. Is it because you guys are so much alike that you just – so for me, I know with my dad, it comes down to control. You know, it comes down to I want this, he wants that, and he's not okay with the fact that I'm an adult and can make decisions. Yeah. It's not, and it's funny because my entire life I've resisted being anybody's claim that I'm anything like my mom, but as in the, like, honestly, after my 30, I started realizing there are a lot of things I have in common with her, mm-hmm. but for me, um, we have, um, I, we, I have to, my, my home is my place of zen, and so, when you include, when you add someone to the mix, it disturbs the balance that exists in my home mm-hmm. because we have a very nice balance right now just the way it is. And when you add another adult into the mix, there's no way that it doesn't disturb that balance. And it disturbs it in all of the ways that bother me most. <laughs> So it's not like little tiny things. Um, well, it probably is little tiny things to other people. But for me, they're big things. And so her and I just don't coexist cleanly for extended periods of time in under the same roof. Mm-hmm. And so I've been working on it, but we moved to Fort Wayne. So I have only had one opportunity to actually see how well I was doing with it, and um, definitely I had made progress, but it was definitely also like time for her to go, and it comes down to um, she loves our kids with every ounce of her being, and yet can only tolerate them for a certain period of time before she gets stressed out from them. Mm. Then when she gets stressed out from them, it becomes a very big burden on me to have her in the house because now I'm babysitting my kids and her. <laughs> I, that's, the, that's the most, I don't know, it's probably not the nicest way of putting it, but um, so that's how it, it, it just, um, she goes from being like a, just a welcome guest to becoming this irritable burden that I'm trying to manage. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just, it just, affects the harmony in the house and it just in it and it weighs on me heavily because I want everybody to be happy mm-hmm. and I want her to be able to be helpful to us as well and so there's all of those dynamics that you know exist with a parent relationship um mm-hmm. so I mean I am so sorry I don't even know how I got off on this huge tangent about her but um I just I don't even I literally don't know why I got off on this huge tangent about her, but suffice it to say that you know the parent relationship it it can be tricky 
It's good to address it in whatever way you know works. I'm not saying that your way can't grow and blossom into even better, but if you have a a means of handling it and you're very confident that it's a way to be respectful of him and his space that he needs, then I say absolutely go for it. The last thing you want to do is take both of you out of a comfort zone when you're just getting your mojo back. So Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly support you, and I know that you know what the best thing to do is with him. I was just asking because I didn't know how much it was going to affect you to not have him um, celebrating at Gianna's, you know, for her birthday. Yeah. And happy um, birthday, Gianna. I'm so Yeah. So she's turning three, right? Four. Oh, she's turning four. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, man. No. Preschool. She's going to be in preschool then, right? Uh, yeah. So she's, um, um, she is. She's in, like, full-time school. Oh, she is? Okay, awesome. Well, because, you know, I need the the care, the whatever. Oh, yeah. And, they, and so it's care, but they also do, like, educational stuff, too. Yep. Got it. Um, okay. So, and I don't want to, I don't want to get off on, on that subject, but um, let's, so, so your situation with your dad, you're feeling good about what you're going to do and you're feeling at peace with how you're planning to handle it. Is that right? Yes. Okay, good. And do you want to talk a little bit about, like, the house stuff at all? Um, How are you doing with... How are you doing with handling the extra burden? And it may be a temporary burden, but when we sold our house, we literally had to, we literally boxed up half of our stuff so that our home looked very clean and decluttered and brand new, you know. And mm-hmm. we, we literally had to box up a room full of toys. We had to box up half of our clothes to make our closets look spacious. We had to box up all this stuff. And I know and then that was a lot of work, and it felt 100% on my shoulders. And I remember it being, you know, a little, you know, it was rough um, having to do that. Um, so I, like, I understand how that could be, you know, I mean, that's an extra, I don't want to use the word burden, but you know what I'm saying. It's an extra responsibility on top of what you were already, you know, had on your plate. Yeah. So I um, couldn't agree with you more. It, I would call it a burden. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Um, I'm trying to be positive, but. (laughs) You know what? It's so what I've not experienced just yet is going to be the pain of, you know, the showings and having to do all that. So the one thing I did not do with this house as we're selling is um, prep the house, you know, doing exactly what you just talked about. I did not do that with this house. So I literally shoved everything in the closet um, to do the photos uh, the other day. And so now it's, you know, I'm going to be kind of backpelling a little bit, you know, and, and now it's going to be weighing on my shoulders more to start to take up the, you know, put a box together every now and again, you know, 
of different stuff and just start filling the garage. And that's really all I can do. And so what I'm just going to do is use the advice you've been giving me over the past, you know, few weeks that we've been working together is um, time boxes. You know, that's, that's all that I can do. And I can say, like, tonight I'm going to pack up one box or I'm going to do this room is my goal this week or whatever it may be. And, and there's plenty of stuff that we don't need to use right now. You know, there's plenty of stuff that we can just pack up. So it's just managing that and on top of my goals, on top of wanting to get my, you know, books filled with my classes, on top of, you know, everything else. And I will tell you this, though, um, that idea of whatever that hippo or high cow thing you said was, is um, releasing some of that with Chris because um, I've, I've been pretty angry at him recently and, and really more so since the the deciding factor of selling the house. And the reason why is because, um, um, sorry, one second, I just got distracted. And the reason why is because, um, what was I just saying? You are going to work on using the coconut funnel method. Oh, yes, with Chris. I've recently gotten more angry with him because I'm having to sell the house, because I'm disrupting my home, because I'm, you know, like all this stuff that I knew I didn't want before. You know, I knew I didn't want to um, go through this. You know, I, I, I went into life saying that, you know, into my relationship when I, you know, Chris and I moved in together was I knew my parents came from a broken home and I knew I didn't want this for my kids. And I knew that I was going into it knowing that I was, you know, it wasn't going to be that way, you know? And so there's my controlness again. And I just, I got mad. I got mad. And, you know, I shared that frustration and anger with God many a time over these last few weeks, because it's been hard. It was a hard decision to come to, even though I, when it, was all said and done, I was very, ha- I'm very happy with the decision. I, I feel like a load has been lifted off my shoulders. So I know it's the right thing. But I'm mad at him because he didn't try harder. I'm mad at him that he's just, you know, allowing this to happen. That's the way I feel. But what you said to me, and as I was stating it about my dad, what I've realized is that um, He's not capable of giving me what I need. So even if he wanted it really bad, all that would be doing would be putting me in a bad position because at the end of the day, um, he's just not able to give me what I need. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I'm i still mad and I need to work on that. Um, and I know I'll have a slew of feelings, you know, as the years go on. Um but right now, I'm still a little hurt. Well, let's make sure that that's definitely something that we address as well. Like, we'll definitely need to talk about that, give it give it some time, maybe some activities that I can give you, some exercises. You are headed in the right direction. At the end of the day, you have the ability to forgive and move on. And when you can do that, you will free yourself, let alone him, of course, but you will free yourself 
of that negative energy, and that is the biggest gift you can give yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know you're not 100% there, but you're headed in the right direction, and I'm telling you, like, he is not the true beneficiary of that. Even though it's your mercy that he is getting through that, you are truly going to be the, the primary beneficiary of letting go of that anger, hurt, and resentment. So we'll definitely work towards that. That's absolutely something that you're going to, life is going to be so much better when um, when you can process that completely and let it totally go. So, so definitely something that we are going to keep in mind as we progress here. Um, I'm just like, we've talked about a lot. We've talked about a lot, but. I see. Oh my gosh! I can't believe. Holy crap! I can't already believe it. Um, nearly 5:30 over here. Okay. Um, I need to focus. Let me just back to your house really quick because here's what I really. I just want to spend two minutes here talking this out with you. Um, there is a way to prioritize and really focus on how you attack the house boxing up scenario. And so what I will tell you is, first and foremost, um, here's here's my theory. If it's already stored or hidden somehow, then it's a lower priority than things that are just out in the open. So let's say that you have a closet that is literally jam-packed, and like, yes, it's embarrassing, but it totally is not going to affect whether or not that buyer likes the house. What will affect the buyer's opinion is how open and spacious or roomy or how, you know, um, how your living room is, is set out, right? So your top priority will be the, the rooms and, like, the open spaces above and beyond the things that you could box up that are already in cabinets, like excess dishes, for example. Now, if there's something on your counter that could be stored, yeah, store it. Um, But if it's already hidden in a cabinet or closet, that's not as high of a priority and it's not as impactful as being able to, like, declutter your living room. And so I would challenge you, to commit to a minimum of one box a day. Keep the expectation super low, super utterly doable, and have the boxes in a place where it's where you can just grab it and it's not like it's not in some really hard to reach place that's super inconvenient for you to get to. Um, have those boxes in a place that you know that that's accessible commit to one box a day, and what you'll find is some days you'll get one done, but other days you'll get five or six done. And it'll totally depend on what your energy is and how, you know, how much, and and you just have to be gracious with yourself about it, but anybody and everybody can do one box a day. What do you say? Mm -hmm. You have boxes? Yes. Okay, good. Hey, step one, check. Okay, so you've got the boxes, so that's perfect. So plan for one box a day, 
And um, this is where I was so happy that I had so much storage. Like, I was hiding stuff everywhere, like, you know, in Ottomans and in, like, the kids' storage cubbies. And, you know, like, we had, I mean, I just had storage galore to just, you know, be able to have it look clean and crisp on a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that you just be, and, and let me ask you one other thing. Um, is your mom or is there any family or friends that you have local that you can invite over and just ask them, hey, will you come over while I'm boxing up some stuff to keep me company? And nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100, they will offer to, to help you as well and make the process go quicker. Is that something that's possible at all? Uh, yes and no. I don't have a lot of resources um, that have, like, that availability. Um, okay. So that makes it really hard, and that's why when I was saying, like, being alone, like, and doing this on my own, I feel like I'm completely on my own. Could your mom watch Gianna so that you can have some focused attention to the decluttering one weekend? Uh, potentially. That might be an alternative. I literally, I am telling you, I have a husband. I'm not in the middle of the divorce. I literally, and he will 100% stand behind me when I say this, packed up and moved that house by myself. Like, he did not play, I don't think he put together a single box, and it was a nightmare. So I know, like, when I say that I know what you're going through, I mean, I know what it's like to pack up a 3,000-square-foot house by yourself, and it's a nightmare. So if there's any way that someone could at least watch Gianna so that you can actually really be focused, even if it's one weekend or one day, that's going to really help you immensely. It really will. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, and that's the biggest challenge is that, um, you know, I don't get that downtime ever, ever, ever. And I feel like um, that's the other thing I'm mad at Chris about and angry with and is, you know, his involvement is um, very, very little. And it's not because I don't, I don't believe with my heart, I do not believe that it's intentional. I think that he does have the best intentions. What he doesn't realize is that when things come up and he switches things around and changes it up, that he doesn't make up for it somewhere else. And so then it's really a loss. And the only one who's really losing is Gianna, but then I'm also losing because I don't get that space. And so it makes me, you know, angry. So what I'm going to work on and not to do it as um, something to use against him, but more as a talking point is I really want to start jotting down the days he actually does to pick her up and take her because um, I'm mad right now about that. And then if I, if I do ask him for help, he's all, he's all over me. and like, I don't have time to do that. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. If he, in the future, another technique you could use, if in the future he says, like, hey, I need to, um, I'm not going to be able to watch Gianna this Friday like I'm supposed to, um, you could start responding with, um, okay, what day would work better for you? Mm -hmm. And just right then and there in 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 the conversation secure a replacement date. Right. For Gianna's benefit, for your benefit, you know. Um, and you could even throw in, you know, she, 
you know, she'd really like, I, I really, I know how much you love her and I know how important it is for her to get this time with you. So what, what day would work better for you then? Mm-hmm. That's good. So, so that might be a way to just capture a new date, not lose out on that kind of me time that you need. Right. Um, and, you know, I we don't have family out here, so I know exactly what that's like. And it's, it's hard for me to hire a sitter. One, because I hardly trust anybody with my kids. <laughs> and two, because, you know, they're expensive nowadays. You know, it's $10 mm-hmm. an hour. So, um, but sometimes I just suck it up and I do it because I need a break, you know. Right. And, and I don't have family out here. So I either hire someone or my kids or my kids are with us, you know. That's right. just how it goes. So um, I just feel like we talked about so many things today, and I know, like, we're over time here, so I'm going to wrap it up here. But how are you feeling? Like, are you – I know – I guess what I'm getting at, I know we talked about a lot of things. Are you feeling – how are you feeling ending this conversation with moving into the weekend and sort of moving forward in this really, you know, again, with this, um, high energy. There's so many things you said too that I didn't get to talk about. I want to tell you, I 100 one more one more thing before we wrap up is that I 100% agree with you that it's a blessing when um, the in when people who are not your perfect team members um, say no to you, and it can be it can suck to get a no, but it's totally. I 100%, 100% agree with you that it's God's way of saying this isn't the ideal team member for you. People like you and I do have high expectations, and there are people out there that will totally meet and exceed our expectations. There are perfect team members just for your team, and your perfect team member is different from somebody else's perfect team member. So you, I, I just wanted to highlight that, that you are 100% on track with that, Um you don't want to hire some or you don't want a team member that is going to constantly let you down. Um, so right. I, I think it's absolutely, absolutely 100% um, the right thing is to just be grateful when people say no because it means that they are not, you know, your perfect team member. And, and if there's somebody that you really think would be perfect for you and you're scratching your head, and you're just like, man, they'd be perfect, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, those people you can always, there's other actions you could take to just very gently ask them, well, do you have an interest? Is it, you know, like, could you tell me more about why you aren't interested? And you can sort of explore that more. But truly, 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 there are perfect team members out there for you. So just graciously accept the no's and just, and just think, hey, I'm one person closer to my actual perfect team member. So that was another point that you had made that I really wanted to highlight there. All right. Sorry. Okay. Long call, long call. But anything that else that you want to say here before we wrap it up? Uh, I don't – I have one question, and I yeah. don't know if – I, I just, it's not necessarily that you have an answer right now, which is something to think about because it's been bothering me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Just going back to Chris, you know, one of the things I've been trying to do is really keep my space. He's not a very positive person. And so yeah. I really just need to kind of like keep my space. But then I've also found that um, there are times like 
a few months ago, I really thought how important it was that Gianna saw us doing things together as a family, um, the three mm-hmm. of us. And so I struggle with this um, because, again, it's like I want to use that time when she's with him to for myself, but at the same time, like, I also want to make sure, you know, she knows that we can be, you know, together and get along. And so I just want to throw that out there. You know, what are your thoughts on that? I think that you can talk nicely about him, talk nicely to him, and her seeing that will be as beneficial, if not more beneficial, to to you and him physically being in the same place, experiencing the same experience um, ever could be. So I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't have a lot of experience in that situation, and I, like, I appreciate and support you in wanting to show her that you guys can all be in the same place at the same time. I do believe that you need to guard yourself against the negativity, and I do think that needs to be a top priority. So in the absence of actually spending time with him, what you can do is say nice things about him to her, talk nicely about him, and when she's in the room or in the house and you're on the phone with him, like talk with a level of respect and love that you would talk to someone um, that you, you know, that you love and respect and cherish. And I think that she will pick up on that and that will reduce the amount of time you actually need to spend together. Mm -hmm. And then on those days when you're spending time together, I would just have a couple of go-to phrases that allow you to very quickly change the subject if he starts to go down to negative town. Yeah. So I have those with my family as well. Like I have things that I know I will say if I'm uncomfortable with where the conversation is going. And, again, the whole point is, Um, Like, my mom and sister will go on and on and on about their ailments and illnesses and the things that are affecting their health negatively, and I personally think that the more you talk about it, the more you're inviting that into your life, so I try not, my my goal is to not talk about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, if my mom or my sister start talking about their ailments in some way, um, I just find a way, I wait for them to take a breath, which sometimes takes a long time, and um, but eventually I just say, well, you know, gosh, I really hope things start to turn around. Um, what, 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 what's going well? You know, like what are some good things that are going on right now? Or like, thank goodness it's a really nice day out today, or, you know, at least we can be grateful for the sunshine. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll always mm-hmm. try to transition to something else. Mm-hmm. And when it's somebody that you know they like, if there's something that you know Chris can effortlessly talk about in a positive way, like maybe it's, I don't know, baseball or I, I have no idea. But if there's something he enjoys, you can always transition that. But if not, you can you can choose to just, again, you can go to small talk and just, you know, oh, you know, um, wow, can you believe that the weather has been so good for us today for Gianna's birthday or something positive? And um, if you can't, if it's just like, 
if you're failing one, you know, one sentence after another, I would just excuse myself and say, I'm going to um, get a drink. Would anybody else like one? You know, and I would just remove myself again just temporarily from the situation to break, put a break in there, to put a stop in there. And that way, when you return, there's a really good chance that the conversation will have moved on. Right. Okay. Will he will he be celebrating with you for Gianna's birthday tomorrow? Yes. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Well, hey, I am so happy you are in. I it, like I said at the beginning of the call, you are clearly um, you have clearly surfaced from the storm, and I can see this excitement, and I can see this zeal in you, and um, I'm really excited, too, and I know we didn't really get a chance to talk about, like, actual career goals necessarily. We talked about a lot of other things today, but we do have that call on Monday, so that will have plenty of time to keep going down that path. You do have so much going on right now, honey, so be gentle with yourself, be kind with yourself. You're going through an immense amount of personal changes all at the same time, and you're going to come out of this thing just like this superstar, rock star, wonder woman um, over the next several months, and I just know, like, like, amazing things are in the works right now. Like, they are brewing for you. They're Like, the kettle is on. And the water is starting to bubble. <laughs> so <laughs> keep at it and just, you know, um, keep the faith. And when you get a little stressed, just focus on the fundamentals. Focus on the basics of self-love, um, affirmations, and just um, being grateful. Because when you can spend more of your time focusing on the positives, then the time you spend focusing on the negative, that's when those shifts can happen. So you're on the right track, and I'm really, really, I'm really excited. I'm glad we have a call on Monday because we just, like, I don't even want to get off the phone now, but I know we're 15 minutes over. (laughs) I'm going to let you go, let you have your fun weekend. Just enjoy Gianna. Try to just soak it all in and just just enjoy yourself because that's a huge component of this as well, Stephanie, and I know you know that. Just try and enjoy yourself as much as you can, okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. You have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. You too. Okay. Really quick. Monday's call, is that going to be over lunch? Yes. Yes. Okay. Back to that. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.